You're listening to the System Saving Podcast, episode number 208. Today, we're going to be talking about the three steps to create and stick to your content SOP. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Jordan, and my business love language is efficiency, because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? We're here to help overworked one-woman shows become streamlined solopreneurs. And now with over 150,000 downloads, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm super, super stoked to bring this guest to you today because she is like all things content creation, content systems, all the content. And as you know, as an online business owner, you got to make content. Like it just is what it is, whether that is Instagram, whether that's blogging, whether that's podcast, could be a mixture of all those things. But I'm super excited for this guest to just like geek out with us all about our content SOPs. So Miss Vix, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I absolutely love talking everything content. If we're talking about processes, talking to-do lists, I love it. So I'm very excited to join you today. Thank you for having me. Yes, you are so in the right place. So before we get started in all the goodness, go ahead and talk to our listeners a little bit about you and your business. Sure. Well, I used to be a primary school teacher in the UK. So teaching kids from sort of four to 11. And at the time of primary school teaching, I started a blog and very much was like the standard basic lifestyle blog talking about what to wear, in jeans, how to try on jeans. You know, I think I even did a blog about the night bus, <laughs> something random like that. And I just loved blogging. I loved content creation. This was before I was on Instagram. It was blogging, blogging, blogging. I then uh, left a relationship and became the single girl about town. So pivoted my blog content to all about dating and being single in London. That started to pick up. I started to work with brands in the UK. Instagram became a big thing. Influencer marketing became a big thing. And I took on more influencer style jobs and carried on building my platforms. I then was able to luckily take teaching part time because I was earning enough from being a content creator and influencer. And then I went full time and left teaching behind to be a full time content creator. At the same time as that, I had tons of people in my community that were like, Vix, how did you do it? You don't have 10,000 Instagram followers. How do you make money blogging? How do you make money as an influencer? Teach me, teach me. So I turned myself into a bit of a blogging coach and I did lots of one-to-ones with tons of great women and teaching them how to follow in a similar path that I took. After a while, one-to-one coaching got the best of me and I decided that I wanted to share the message on a wider scale. So I spent some time building out what I thought my community needed and that is Grow and Glow, which is my membership community that I have now. It started off very much as a membership community for bloggers to learn everything about blogging, but we've really pivoted over the past year to forecast where the whole influencer trends are going and I'm a huge huge believer that if you want to build a sustainable and intentional business online it's all about having your personal brand and to build a solid personal brand you need a solid content strategy and that's why often influencers make such good personal brand builders because they've got content down and then that's sometimes where business owners you know creative business owners photographers calligraphers designers sometimes they fall down because they're so good at what they do in business but content is a whole new thing for them So this is where Grow and Glow steps in. We teach everything content strategy, everything kind of digital marketing, but then everything about personal brand building. And that's where I am today. We have over 600 members. We launched in 2019, in May 2019. We've done amazing 
events all over the UK. We've partnered with Pinterest. We've partnered with ShopStyle. We've partnered with a pension provider. And we're just about giving our members expert training, resources and to-do lists so that they can really up-level their content strategy and take their personal brands from they don't really know what the hell they're doing with them all the way to solid, strategic, intentional and sustainable. So yeah, that's me. I love all of that. Strategic and intentional, I'm like all about, right? So because you've had, you know, all of this great resources now to really help businesses, kind of take us back maybe to when you were just blogging, whether that was the first blog or even the second version of the blog. What was it like trying to implement content and be consistent with content and being sustainable with getting new content and being inspired? Like what was that like before you start to implement your actual content SOPs that we're going to talk about today? It was a whole mess. I'm going (laughs) to be honest. I was teaching 70 hours a week. So the only time I had to create content was when I was walking from my house to the train station and I was on Squarespace and then I moved to WordPress. When I was on Squarespace, I used to write my blog posts on my phone as I was walking from my house to the train station or when I was sat on the train for 15, 20 minutes, I would write my blog posts on my phone. So you can imagine the state of the photographs. You can imagine that they're not like the polished blog posts that you see from bloggers nowadays. Similarly with Twitter, which was my biggest platform at the time, and Instagram, it was all on the go. It was very instant. It was very, I need to get this out there. I need to write this. I need to share this message. And it was almost the reason why I do everything now is because it took me years to build up to where I was. It took years of fumbling, of trying this and trying that and not being strategic and not being intentional and just doing everything instantly and off the cuff. It took all of that time to get to where I needed to be. Whereas now I kind of feel like if you've got the talent for storytelling and you've got the talent for being a personal brand, have some systems, have some intentionality to it, have some strategy to it, because it's going to get you to where you need to be quicker. So you're not fumbling around trying to schedule a week's worth of tweets in your lunch break. So it was a mess, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) There we all begin. So I get it. And I think that, you know, it almost is part of the process to live in the mess to then be able to appreciate and really value systems. And know that like, okay, this is the much better way to go. And it allows you to have more freedom for your creative ventures and being able to be have more present conversations I found because I'm not so concerned about the post. I'm more concerned about the comments or I'm more concerned with the DMs and the actual conversations I'm having with people versus like, you know, what the post really has to be about. So I love that. And so let's go ahead and walk through the three steps to create and stick to your content SOP. And I love SOPs. You call them SOPs, which I love. (laughs) I'm not from corporate, so I don't even know. I guess people call them whatever they want to call them. But I love me a good SOP. And if I could just, you know, watch Trash TV and create SOPs all day, I probably would be very, very happy. So I am super excited personally to hear what your process is. And I know our listeners definitely will be as well, because content creation is definitely a pain point. So start walking us through. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this. So first of all, I'll preface this by saying that these came about because I now have a team that work with me. So I couldn't 
on all good conscience, have a poor team working for me, having to deal with the mess that I used to be in terms of, I have this idea and maybe we should put it on Pinterest and maybe we should put it on Instagram and should we do an Instagram live about this? And how do we do this? And that constant kind of like, you always feel like you're chasing your tail. As the membership has grown and as the business has grown, we realize we need to get ahead. We want to be working ahead. And exactly like you said, we didn't want to be constantly scrambling for content and ignoring our members and not offering a good service and not working strategically and not actually engaging with that community. So what we did was we brought in a tool called ClickUp, which is very similar to Asana and Monday, if your listeners have used those tools before, or maybe they've used ClickUp, where we have put all of our SOPs. And the reason why I call them SOPs is in the UK, I don't know if you guys use it as well, but if somebody's like really affectionate you say that they're soppy and when I heard that it was called sop so in our business we say oh you know we're getting soppy so that's why we call them sops I just like it (laughs) we'd love to get soppy up in our business as you'll hear as we go through my three-step system there are lots of words that you may not have used before that I have probably made up but that's great we get it in our business we've made it a thing um so yeah we use ClickUp but the first step didn't actually happen on ClickUp. The first step that we did as a team, it was actually, I think even me on a Sunday afternoon, my husband was playing Call of Duty and I was like, I need to do something that's not listening to your Call of Duty. So I know what I want to do. I want to get more organized. I'm sick of just boshing out an Instagram post or putting out a tweet or putting out a blog post with no strategy behind it, no intentionality behind it. How can I get us more organized? And how can I create a system where my team know exactly every step of what's going into this process so that we're all on the same page? So like we said, massively geeked out. And the first step, the first thing I did was looked at each of the platforms or each of the content kind of streams that we have in the business, the kind of main ones. And for us, it was IG live slash IGTV, Instagram itself, blog posts, podcast episodes, and the membership content that we offer to our members. They're kind of our main areas. So once I nailed down those main areas, I thought to myself, okay, I'm going to sit down and go through every minute step that takes place into getting this piece of content published and promoted and for the for the world to see. So that's what I did. Step one is I took a platform, I took a content stream and I laid out everything. So I'm going to give you an example. For our membership courses, we go right back to the beginning. We call them bundles. So every month our members get a new bundle. So step one, we need to decide what that topic is going to be. And it's going to be usually a conversation that our members have had of what they need. So we decide on that topic. Then we plan the live training and whether that's going to be with an expert or whether that's going to be myself leading it. We then, if it's an expert, have to approach that expert and get them to agree to come on. Or if it's me, I can plan out my live training. Then we're going to schedule it via Zoom and send out the links to all relevant people that need to know, aka my team, and then schedule out how we're going to share that link with the members as well. Then we do something what we call pre-hyping. So this is why we like to get ahead of ourselves. A lot of times in content, you publish something and then you promote it afterwards and you say, hey, I've just done this amazing thing. Here it is. Here it is. In Grow and Glow, we like to teach about pre-hyping. So letting people know that there's content coming. So that's one of the steps that we put in. Then we write the copy for the resources. And if it's a course and there's more kind of educational copy, we write that. Then we'll create associated resources. And then the next step that we've got in there is called zhuzhing. And this is one of those words I said we make up. 
So essentially, zhuzhing is where we take a resource that we've put in a draft in a Google Doc or in even iPhone Notes. I'm a big iPhone Notes fan and we zhuzh it. And that means my content creator and my team puts it into our format and our branding. After that, we do the next stage of our bundle, which is a task list. And we have task lists for our members where they get a task with every bundle that's detailed out into tasks they can do in two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes and 60 minutes. And we give them a couple of tasks across each of those time frames. So if they have only two minutes to spare, these are the things that are going to move the needle for your personal brand. If you've got an hour to spare. These are the things you can crack on with. Once we've done all of that, we need to upload it to WordPress, which is where we host our membership. Then we need to schedule those pages for release. And then we're going to create the associated free content around that bundle via our content calendar on our other platforms, Instagram, podcast, blog. And then finally, we do the live training and we deliver that stop. So that was me. Step two. Step one was figuring out everything. And then step two was putting that to-do list into ClickUp mm. in that kind of logical order, in the order that everything needs to be done by, and then assigning it to the different team members who are in charge of the different things. So we've got a team member who's in charge of the podcast editing. So she needs to know that we need to create some content around that bundle topic. And then I've got another team member, Beth, who uploads everything to WordPress. So she needs to have those tasks assigned to her. Then once that's done, part three is how we then batch create what we need to do. Now, all of our team members are a bit different. I prefer to batch things in a logical order and sit down and say, today's membership course content, tomorrow's Instagram, that day's podcast, that day so-and-so. But one of my team members, Beth, she prefers to do all of the planning all of the zhuzhing, all of the scheduling, all of the uploading in a batch. So she'll have a day for zhuzhing, a day for planning, a day for scheduling. And that's absolutely fine because the way we can use ClickUp to work together means that we can assign it out and we know that everything's kind of covered. Totally. Have you been dying to create a VIP day or virtual intensive offering, but are stuck in overthinking everything? You love what you do and how you support your clients, but lately it's become, well, too much. You may even be hitting your monthly revenue goals, but you're left completely exhausted. Yeah, been there, bought the t-shirt and the mug. Good news, I've built my virtual VIP day bootcamp that walks you through the nine steps to create and selling a one-day virtual intensive. Grab the podcast-only pricing of $37 for this two-hour training plus tons of bonuses to build and sell your own one-day virtual intensive. Since 2016, I've completely replaced monthly retainers with one-day virtual intensives and VIP weekends. So join me and stop dealing with the late night slack pings, lacking control over your own calendar, chasing invoices, explaining scope creep again, you kept my drift. Head on over to systemsamey.com slash pod bootcamp. That's P-O-D-B-O-O-T-C-A-M-P and grab the goods. All right, back to the episode. I'm a big ClickUp fan too. We use like all the same tools and the ability to duplicate and click up for this sort of thing is like magic. And so I know that people will probably want to go back and re-listen to all the things that she just said, if you have a membership <laughs> and how you can do this really easily. So I think that that it's really clear for not only what has to be done, who has to do it and when it has to be done by, which again is just like 
task management at its finest, but getting as granular as you can, even if it feels painful, is super important because then you don't want to think, oh shoot, I have to do this other thing. Like you need to get it all out of your brain, take an afternoon while you're, you know, my fiance is you know, does NBA 2K. So I feel you. (laughs) And so while they're doing that, go and actually just process it out. Yeah, definitely. And I'm the ultimate person who gets overwhelmed when I feel like there's a lot on my plate, I get very overwhelmed. And if I look at a task list that says you have to create five IGTVs, for me, that's overwhelm. But if I then go to my task list, and it says, you know, the whole process of creating IGTV is plan it, schedule, you know, write some notes for it, go live or you know pre-record it stick it up on IGTV and promote it afterwards and it's broken down like that it takes that overwhelm away because I can just attack it at like little bits at a time rather than feeling like oh we've got a whole new bundle to drop (laughs) you know I'm like oh okay I just need to plan it today or I just need to email the expert today it for me it really eliminates the overwhelm I so agree I so agree there's such a peace of mind that happens when you can just open up your project management software read through your tasks click them off and then just know that you have tomorrow's tasks for tomorrow like you can either get ahead or you can just let it be and I think that if you haven't experienced that clarity before it is something that is honestly such a true joy (laughs) for me yeah Um, it sounds like for you too so all right what is next then after that so that's the kind of main three steps is like get it all down put it into ClickUp and then batch it out and decide which way you're going to batch. And I think that's definitely a key thing as well. You don't have to do it all in the same way. Some people do like batching a whole day for a content stream and some people do much prefer to do, you know, for example, with blog posts, rather than sit down and write a whole blog post from start to finish of your SOP, some people prefer to just go into WordPress and put all of their titles Mm. and their images and their alt tags and their SEO and then come back in and do the copy when they're going to have like a writing day. So definitely part of that process is just figuring out which way you work best mm-hmm. and figuring out, are you a start to finish batcher or do you like to just do sort of admin versus creation versus publishing versus promoting and seeing which kind of fits best in your routine what type of person you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely a key stage as well. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that too, because I definitely am a, like, I will batch a ton of podcasts. Like literally later today, I'm going to batch two months of IGTVs pre-recorded, And then like my content manager is very similar. She likes to do a whole episode and episode and episode instead of like doing all of the thing, like it versus like creation, admin, stuff like that. Which is really interesting. And have you found that it's been hard to manage when you do tasks differently than your team when it comes to the content creation? Or how do you then operate that when it comes to your task management and when it comes to your communication with your team? Yeah, and actually, I did think at the beginning that it was going to be like, oh, I'm very much this way and you guys are very much that way, that it might be an issue. But actually, what I found is that it almost balances each other out because I'm very much creation strategy thinking heavy. And I'm very much just like, I want to create this. I want to talk about this. This is a message and like, go, go, go to then have a team member who does go through then granularly and go, okay, well, I've made sure that all of your keywords are in, I've made sure all of your titles are there. I've made sure that all of the editing's done. I've made sure that you've got promotional graphics for, you know, Pinterest and Insta stories. And I've made sure that that's kind of all there in that stage does help a lot and it's also that thing where you can be super flexible as well because sometimes I'll say actually guys I'm not going to assign this to you this week I want to sit down and go through the podcasting and I want to make sure that 
you know, I'm remembering every step and that I'm going to see it through in the to-do list way. And then it's good to have somebody else just come in and go, cool, I'll just look at it from like an overall perspective. So maybe for some people it might be an issue, but for us, we just find it works really well. I think I spoke to you before previously about being super forgetful and how systems saved me (laughs) in the, got it in there for you. And because the forgetfulness was an issue with the team because I was just so like, you know, up in the sky thinking, and then the team needed that direction. But to be able to have a tool like ClickUp where you just know and trust that everything is out, everything is out step by step by step. And that all you have to remember is the stuff that you need to do and that you trusted that your team are getting on with what they need to do. Yep. Oh, totally. So then what is your team breakdown as far as, and what were the stages of hiring? I think a lot of people, I get asked a lot actually about my content team and how it progressed and how I found them and all of that, because I think that tends to be an, an area where people have a hard time hiring because of, you know, this is an outward presentation of how they show up in the world mm-hmm. and to pass that off. And so I would love to hear kind of if there were any mindset shifts that you had to get over when you first were hiring and then tell us like who you have on your team right now. Sure. So my big thing in business is that I want to work as least as possible in the things that I don't enjoy working in so that I've got the most amount of time possible doing the things in work that I do like doing and also for myself, personal development and family. So that's always my biggest driver. So any money that I ever make in business, I invest it into a team because it means that any jobs that I want to delegate, I can delegate. So back way when we first started the membership, I had a VA that worked with me who was brilliant. And I was also one-to-one coaching uh, with this girl called Beth, who still works with me. She worked with me over a year now, but I was coaching her about blogging. And I just noticed that she was super organized, super motivated, really good at copywriting, essentially all the things I wished I could be. And she was going freelance and I said, oh, you know, I might have some hours, I might have some budget spare. I do have a VA, but now we're creating a membership site. There's going to be so much help I need with content because not only am I creating content for my personal kind of branding accounts, but now all of this extra content for members, what do you think? So she came on at just maybe five hours a month, something small like that. And over the year, we've built it and built it and built it. The best thing about Beth coming from a copywriting background is that she can nail the brand tone of voice and my tone of voice perfectly. And she could from the outset, which was lucky. Obviously, not everyone can do it from the outset and it takes that bit of adjustment period, but we were just super lucky with her that she could do that. So immediately I could trust that there was content I could hand over to her. Being a content creator and that being my passion and that being my whole you know, dream career to feel that I could trust her to let some of that go. And when I realized I could trust her, I just, you know, started handing off more and more of the content creation process in terms of emails, newsletters, blog posts. Whilst I still loved writing it, I didn't always have the time. So early on, we wanted to put out a lot of content, a lot, a lot, a lot. And I just couldn't do it all myself. So it was great to have her for that. Then as the business grew... Um, I realized that I had more budget to take on somebody else to help me with editing. So podcast editing, and we've doubled in TikTok and we've doubled in IG videos and IGTV and also editing of photos. I'm not a very photo-y person. I'm not, I don't have like the photography eye or anything like that. My strength is always speaking and, and videos. So I needed somebody who could come and support those areas that I was lacking in terms of the editing and the kind of visually content kind of stuff. So then I brought on Jade, 
And how I found Jade was I just put out on Instagram stories, like, I think I want to add another member to Team Grow and Glow. And they have to kind of near me because it would be quite cool to work with somebody in person. And they have to be, you know, all of these things that I feel that I lack in. I want somebody who's really good at these things. And I'd known Jade through kind of blogging for years. And we'd always sort of got on really well. And she was like, babe, I live near you. Why don't I do it? So for the first month or six weeks of the year before coronavirus came and everything got kind of locked down, she would come to my house once a week. We would take loads of content, photos, videos, TikToks, podcasts. And then in that week, she'd go off and edit them. And over the time, I've then like trained her up to schedule and to, and yeah, and again, now she just totally gets it and is such a, such a great asset. Then as the membership started growing, our members started to reach, you know, 400, 500, 600. And we have this brilliant Facebook community. We have a brilliant community on Instagram and we have our members are so engaged. They have so many questions, so many discussions, things that they want to discuss and need help with all the time. I thought my next hire needs to be somebody who's like a community management, a member management type person who can come in and almost do like the admin customer service type things in terms of I need help with my membership account. I need help logging into my so-and-so. Where can I find this part of the membership to kind of answer those questions? Because the other two girls, Beth and Jade, were very much more content-based. So then we hired Samara. And Samara was a Grow & Glow member from the beginning. She came to all of the Grow & Glow events. She showed such dedication. She's so passionate about the Grow & Glow brand such a lovely warm person who the community totally radiated to as a person who also knew grow and glow from the inside out in terms of where they could find everything and if a member had a question she knew the answer and she had tons of experience before having children in customer service and in admin and in project management all those great things so she joined us a couple of months ago and it now just feels like a totally well-oiled machine I think that we know that these people have these content creation strengths. I have my thinking strategic kind of management strengths. And then Samara has these amazing strengths for member satisfaction and happiness. And yeah, it just feels good. It feels good to be able to hand stuff over in those processes and just trust that they're going to be done and that they're going to be done really well. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, it's always intriguing to hear, you know, the different I guess, like roles and responsibilities and how people kind of categorize folks, whatnot, and especially with content, because sometimes, right, like Beth, I believe has like a copywriting slant, but some content manager, which is very similar to to my Alice, other content managers have an editing slant. And so they're great at editing, or they have a graphic slant. And so, you know, then kind of putting the puzzle pieces together to kind of start to build around that is super, super cool. So with that, is there a place that you or tool that you add your SOPs? Is it, we talked about you build it in ClickUp. Do you have like it in a Google doc as well or Loom videos or how do you have it all organized? So ClickUp is our main hub. And what we also love in ClickUp is the fact that you can add your documents in there as well. So what we add in, uh, we have weekly, sometimes weekly, sometimes bi-weekly team calls where we all just log into ClickUp at the same time and we all edit and look at the document at the same time. And that goes over our general overarching strategy and general messages and goals for like that next quarter or those next few weeks. And then everybody is in ClickUp. So I definitely say ClickUp is our favorite tool. One of the newer tools that we've added to our arsenal lately, which has been great for the team, is Searchy. So Searchy, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's this system, I think it's fairly new, 
but it's a transcribing, video transcribing, podcast transcribing service where you can connect it to your podcast feed, you can connect it to your Vimeo account or your YouTube account, and you can connect it to your Zoom, and it pulls through your recordings straight into Searchy, and it will create a playlist, an embeddable player, but it will also automatically do transcriptions. So now we have this tool that essentially creates blog posts for us and creates playlists for our podcasts and videos so that we can, our next stage with it is implementing it into the membership so that members can more easily access the training videos that will now have transcriptions with them. So they don't just have to look at my slides. They can have the whole thing transcribed and it's all done automatically. So that we're introducing into our content creating SOPs because it's going to take out so many of those stages around transcribing the podcast. We can connect it to Zapier. So when a podcast is uploaded and it's been transcribed and processed, it will automatically start a WordPress blog post with the podcast player in there. And then all we have to do is go in and edit the transcription and just make sure, you know, when some of those words don't quite get picked up by the transcriber. So that will be our next stage is seeing how that is going to revolutionize those socks even further and taking out even more of those steps. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm totally going to go look at that. Cause yeah, we're, we're about to backlog some cause we haven't ever transcribed the podcast before. And as efforts for diversity, inclusion, accessibility, all of that stuff is really important to us. And so, you know, I caption my videos and like that already has been like a thing for me from jump basically. But then I just like did not think about podcasts and how that is leaving out the deaf community specifically. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and so, so we're going to be doing some backlogs with that. So I definitely want to look into that tool and, and being able to just like mass send it over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> Get that bad. Even if you do train, so we have training videos in the membership and they're filmed on sort of like landscape as opposed to IGTV ah. and it will can transcribe those and it can put automatic captions on those videos as well. The other great thing about Searchy is that it makes your podcast and your videos searchable. That's why it's called Searchy. So if you were recording a podcast for this one, for example, your listeners could type in SOP and every time we mention the word SOP, they're taken straight to that like time stamped place in the podcast or which is going to be a game changer for us with our training videos because I like to waffle. I like to drink my Diet Coke as I'm chatting. It's a very relaxed affair. Sometimes I go on tangents talking about things, you know, husband playing Call of Duty. We actually did have that once where I was recording and all of my members could hear him shouting at Call of Duty downstairs, which obviously was hilarious. But it just means that if our members just want to get to, right, talk to me about batch working. I'm sick of your husband. They can just type in batch working and it was timestamp and take them to that point in the podcast or in the video. So we haven't 100% fully explored everything that Searchy can offer, but we know now podcast transcriptions, video transcriptions, being able to create playlists of, you know, if we talk about series of content, if you've got podcasts that all have a similar kind of theme, you can put it into a playlist. If you have training videos that are all on a similar theme, you can put it into a playlist and then you can embed it into websites or it has its own, oh my gosh, I'm being such a geek for Searchiana. I'm just like, oh, Go here in. I am. <laughs> or you can have it as its own like website. So you can just send them the link and it will take them to a page and that whole playlist is just there, ready to binge, ready to get into. Wow. So I think that's going to be a big changer for our content creation stops. It will take away a lot of the steps that we have in there. Yeah. And I think that that's my biggest thing about YouTube content is I'll see a video for like 30 to 40 minutes and there's like no timestamps and there's no, like, I want to know I'm a fit and efficiency person. 
So I need to know what you're all about before I really invest 30 to 40 minutes of my time knowing if this video is going to give me something good. So I love that Searchy has that search capability. And so, yeah, we'll definitely will be spending my time nerding out on that. So thank you for that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> and so also you have an awesome freebie for our listeners. And so if you want to share the link and how they can get that, and then we'll get into where people can find you. Absolutely. So we have created a personal branding checklist roadmap. It's called our Flourish Framework, and it works through the six most important steps of building a personal brand and why you need to be focusing on those six steps and also resources from around the web, uh, from our blog, our podcast, tons of free resources that will help you get on your way with some of those steps. So you can find that at growglow.co slash stand out. Nice. Easy enough. And then where can people come and tell you all the goodness that they've learned and get more familiar with you and what you've got going on? Oh, lovely. Yes. Well, please come and chat to me on Instagram, which is at FixMeldrew. I do love a good old chat on there. If you are interested in personal branding and want some tips around content and strategy, then you can find us on Instagram at growglow.co. You can find our blog, growglow.co, with tons more information. I have a podcast called The Grow and Glow Show, which you can come and learn all about personal branding again. And if you want to join the membership and become part of my community and there for one of my live trainings where I shout out my husband, then you can find all about that at growglow.co as well. Awesome. That's super easy. We'll have all the links in the show notes to make it even easier for you guys. But thank you so much again, Vix, for coming on and sharing your content stops with us today. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening to the System Saved Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me.